money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. Thank you all, and thank you, Chanel, for that introduction. Let's go ahead and get ourselves started, and we're going to talk about how to make money using multiple strategies in today's market. Uh, I'm going to teach you all 12 strategies, in fact, and you need to know them all, and I'll explain why you need to know them all, but uh, we're going to talk about all of these things uh, right now. If you are watching online, if you are on GoToWebinar, keep watching, you're live. If you are on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook Live, or even on our podcast, you may or may not be live, but if you'd like to come to an upcoming live meeting, just go to texasrias.com forward slash live. So this presentation, this event, is sponsored by the Texas Rias, the largest by far network of real estate investor associations in the great state of Texas. Uh, now, why do you care and why does that matter? Well, the reason it matters is because real estate is local. Laws are local. Contracts are local. Contractors are local. Buyers and sellers are local. Everything about real estate is local. There's 30,000 books and tapes and seminars out there that teach people how to make money investing in real estate. And they all talk about how to do it anywhere. Well, real estate is not bought and sold uh, at 30,000 feet anywhere. Real estate is bought and sold at zero feet. So if you want to know what laws apply here and which networks to invest in here and which neighborhoods to invest in here and what strategies to use here and what contracts to use here, where do you get all that? You get that at your local real estate investor association. Uh, and my job is to make you all into educated contributing members of this community. So why am I here? Well, I do appreciate the opportunity to speak with you guys today. Your time is valuable, and I'm going to repay you for your valuable time by sharing some very valuable training and information with you. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about my own background. 2003, I went from working in a nine-to-five job that by then I hated to eventually making over a million dollars a year investing in real estate. And I've been doing that for many, 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 going on over 20 years now. And over the next, oh, maybe up to 90 minutes, I'll tell you a little bit about what I learned and what I did right. I'm also going to tell you what I did wrong. Because the best way to learn is not from your mistakes. It's from what? Other people's mistakes, yeah. Experience is the toughest teacher there is. You get the test first, you get the lesson after. Trust me, that's not how you want to learn how to invest in real estate. You don't want to do this through trial and error. You can, but it's a very expensive way to learn. So we're going to share a little tribal knowledge and encourage you to participate as well. So what are we going to learn? We're going to learn multiple strategies, including nine strategies to make money in big chunks. Sounds good, doesn't it? I'm not here to sound good, though. I'm here to teach you. So real estate. <clears throat> the nice thing about real estate is it scales. It's what's called a transaction-based business. Uh, you do this, 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 you get a check, you do this, this, this again, and you get another check. And is it hot in here? I'm going to tell them to turn down uh, HVAC. Turn that down, please. Uh, yeah. Now, most people make money in a job. The problem with a job is it doesn't scale. A job is fundamentally an exchange of time for money. The reason you can't get wealthy in a job is there's only so much time you can exchange. So many hours in a week, month, year, literally only so many hours left of you of the rest of your life that you can exchange right, for, for money with a job. But real estate is transaction-based. You do this, 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 you get a check. You do this, 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 you get another check. So I realized when I became a real estate investor, I wanted to make a lot of money. That was one of my motivations. 
to make a lot of money, I needed to do a lot of deals. That was a motivation, right? To do a lot of deals, I need to do the deals in a scalable way. Okay, I don't have an infinite amount of money. I, I can't be everywhere at once. I don't know everything. I don't have an unlimited power team, but that's actually not true. I actually can be everywhere at once. And I actually do have an infinite power team. And I do have an unlimited amount of money when I think differently. Uh, and the different way I need to think is I need to think about how to do this in a scalable way. How to use other people's money. Then I have all the money I need. Uh, how to partner with other people. How to leverage other people's time and skills. Uh, and that's what we call the abundance mentality. And once you adapt that a, a mentality, you realize you can make a lot more money. I don't mean a little more money. I mean a lot more money getting 50% of 1,000 deals than 100% of five deals. So the question you have to ask yourself was when you're, when you're doing this is how do you do it in a scalable way? How do you scale it up? How do you do a lot of it? Like people think you need money to be real estate investors. You don't need money to be a real estate investor. Having money is not actually even going to help you that much. It'd be nice if you had money, but it's not going to help. You got half a million dollars in your checking account. Great. Good for you. Go buy a house. Okay, now you're done. Yep, that was it. All your money's in the house. Can't buy another house. So you sell that house. Well, that doesn't scale. No, you have to be able to buy any number of houses at any price at any time. You have no idea what that incredible once-in-a-lifetime deal is going to find tomorrow is going to look like. So you better get comfortable like now would be good using other people's money. Right? You better be comfortable working with other people, leveraging other people's time, money, skills. Yeah, you're going to have to pay for that. You have to pay for the money. You're going to have to partner. You're going to have to split profits. But if you start to understand, right, you can make a lot more money right, by getting 50% of 1,000 deals and 100% of five deals. That's the abundance mentality. That's how you make a lot of money as a real estate investor. How about how to turn even a small IRA into millions of dollars? Tax-free. I'm going to demonstrate that. I think you'll be impressed. How about how to acquire $10 million in rental properties? with little or no money and no credit. My wife and I own $30 million worth of houses here in Texas. Now, if I wanted to go buy $30 million worth of houses traditionally, I'd have to put down 20% every time I bought a house. I'd have to be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire just to become a millionaire. Well, I wasn't a millionaire when I was sitting in these chairs and becoming a real estate investor, so how was I able to buy $30 million worth of houses without being a millionaire? Well, I had to figure out another way to buy houses. I had to learn how to buy houses even with little or no money and no credit. And I'm going to teach you how to buy houses even with little or no money and no credit. Once you learn how to buy houses with little or no money and no credit, then how many houses can you buy? All of them. How many do you want to buy? All of them. Every time I ask you a question, if you shout out all of them, you're probably going to get it right. So I'm going to teach you this trick. And uh, yeah, I think you're going to like this trick a lot. Okay, so great. So then how come everybody doesn't make a million dollars a year investing in real estate? Well, there are some problems. Admittedly, there are some problems. So what are some of the problems? Fear is a big one. A lot of people are just afraid to do it. I was scared. I was literally sitting in these chairs 20 years ago in this same RIA, right? And, and, and 20 years ago, I'm afraid I'm going to lose money. I'm afraid I'm going to have to fill out a contract. I'm going to have to talk. Fear paralyzes a lot of people right at the starting blocks. Next problem, finding deals. Good deals are hard to find. Anybody that tells you good deals are easy to find is either a liar or a fool. The hardest part of this business is finding the deals. Right? But I'm going to teach you where to look, and it's probably not where you think. And then finally, doing deals. What I love most about being a real estate investor is there's so many different ways to do this. I'm going to teach you a whole bunch of different ways to do this, stuff you're not going to learn watching YouTube videos or HGTV. So for most people, these are, never, these are the problems, and most people never get past these problems. But here's the really good news. I'm going to help you guys get past these problems exactly the same way that this RIA helped me when I was literally sitting in these same chairs 20 years ago. So let's get started.
All right, disclaimer, I gotta take a deep breath for this. This subject matters for education purposes only. We are not lawyers, CPAs, financial planners, et cetera. You should always have your contracts, taxes, business plans, et cetera, reviewed by an attorney and or financial advisor before completing any real estate transactions. Government regulations also require that I disclose that the results that I discuss are not typical results. I am an action taker and I've achieved remarkable results and the investors I talk about are action takers and not your typical average people. I believe average people don't take any action and therefore get zero results. Only you can decide if you're going to be a typical average person or an above average action taker. You know, here in Texas, we have a special saying that kind of sums this all up. And the saying is, all hat and no. Anybody here from Texas? All hat and no cattle. What does that mean? Everybody says they're going to roll up their sleeves. Everybody says they're going to go out and do something. But most people, at the end of the day, they go out and do what? Nothing. Nothing. You probably heard of the 80-20 rule, 20% 20 of the people make all the money in the world. I think real estate investing is like the 95-5 rule. 5% of the people actually do this. But the ones that do this, they don't just make money, they make gobs of money. Incredible amounts of money. Do you guys realize that almost 80% of the millionaires in this country got there all or in part through investing in real estate? Let me translate that for you. You know it's really, really hard to become a millionaire not investing in real estate? But you can't be all hat and no cattle. You do have to roll up your sleeves and you do have to take action. I'll give you an example though. How many of you have owned a house over the last two years? Who's owned a house for at least the last two years? Nice, you're a lot richer than you were two years ago, aren't you? Nice. What if you had five? What if you had 20? What if you had 200 of them? and other people were paying off the mortgages for you while putting a little cash flow in your pocket. Right? How much richer would you be then? Yeah, nice. So fear, let's talk about fear. A lot of people are just afraid to do this. I get, I was scared to death when I got started. Um, but you know, we can, we can help. In fact, you know, we've helped so many people with this network. We've helped so many people uh, get over the hump and become real estate investors, we actually sponsor a show uh, called Houses Flipping People. You know, most of the shows are about people flipping houses. Well, this is about people flipping houses, but the houses are also flipping the people because they're transforming people's lives. And literally every single week, we interview one of you that is typically a millionaire or multimillionaire directly as a result of joining this community and learning from the education we provide to the members here in this community. I'll give you a few examples. Uh, Flavia owned a bakery, single mom, pandemic happens. Just like that, can't run the bakery, loses her bakery, right? But she's gotta make money, single mom, she's gotta do something. She comes here, she says, help, I need to make money fast doing something else, taught her how to flip houses, flip 15 houses, she's never going back to that bakery. <laughs> Jeff came to us and he said, well, a couple things happened to me last week. I got a divorce and I lost my job. Kind of a double whammy, I need a, a plan B. I uh, taught him how to flip houses, made $500,000 in his very first year as a real estate investor. Not bad. Never going back to that job uh, or that wife. Uh, uh, Mike and Vanessa, contractors. You know, I'm going to take my jacket off. It's so warm in here. Um, contractors, general contractors, they fix houses up for other people. They fix some houses up for me. There's a lot of contractors in this net network. And, you know, um, what they noticed as the contractors, they noticed that the investors were making a lot more money than they were, right? So they come to me and they say, we really want to be the investor, not just the contractor. Can you teach us how to do that? 
So I taught him how to be the investor, how to fix and flip houses using other people's money. Uh, and in their first year, um, they only did one deal. They, they only got one project done as investors. They did a lot of projects as contractors, but they only did one project as a real estate investor. Uh, now, that being said, on that one single project that they fixed and flipped, uh, Olivia, how much money did they make on that one deal? Only $2 million, guys. Only $2 million net profit. So if you're only going to fix and flip one house a year, how about if you make $2 million on a single fix and flip? Yeah, they bought a house for $900,000, and uh, they tore it down, rebuilt it, sold it for $5.9 million. 100% financed with private money in this network. Net-net uh, after all expenses, they cleared $2 million, not bad for a single fix and flip. And we actually have the host of the show, Olivia, here. And Olivia, can you tell everybody just a little bit about kind of this, uh, this show and kind of what you do interviewing people? Yes, yeah, so I travel between Austin, Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio, and some other areas in Texas as well, uh, sharing people about their life, their journey on the real estate investing. I'm glad to hear. We are communicating with the staff, uh, so we should be cooling down soon. So, yeah, so I do get to know them. I do work every single day with every single one that you have seen on the panel. And uh, how much have their life been transformed? through Phil, Phil Grove and Shanoa Grove uh, that's been teaching us for over 20 years now. So I do have the pleasure to interview every single one, how much have their life and their family, their neighborhood have yeah, been and, transformed. And let me tell a couple more stories. Uh, Huberto, engineering student, taught him how to flip houses. Uh, Olivia went and interviewed him at his project, said, how much are you making on this deal? He made $300,000 on his very first fix and flip. But that wasn't the whole story. She said, well, this is your first one. Are you working on any other projects? She says, yeah, I have 24 other projects going simultaneously. Uh, Chris came to us. She did something I think is pretty smart. She partnered on her first deal. So let's talk about that. It's a great way to get started. You don't have to, but most people, when they want to get started, you know, they read a few books, they watch some HGTV. They're like, honey, let's go flip a house. They pretty much try to figure it all out. Sometimes they make money, sometimes they don't. Well, here's like another idea. How about instead of all that, why not when you go to get your first deal, why not partner with somebody who's maybe done, I don't know, hundreds of deals before, leverage their experience, their power teams, their money, learn how to do it the right way, and then split the profits. Now, I know what everybody's thinking, because everybody always says the same thing. Well, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't, why, why would a multimillionaire real estate investor want to partner with a rookie? Why would they do that? Well, I'm going to share with you a fact of life. This is just a fact of life. If you ever want to do business with somebody operating a higher business stature than you, you're going to have to help them before they're going to help you. I'm sorry, that's just how life works. So what could you possibly do to get a multimillionaire real estate investor to want to help you bring them a money-making deal? And that's exactly what Chris brought to me. So she brings me this deal. She says, what do you think of this deal? I said, that is a money-making deal. And then she said, would you partner on the deal with me? I said, for half the profits, heck yes. Okay, I get half the profits. She learns how to do it the right way. We call that a win-win. And then she's done many, many deals since then. Uh, Carlos, a petroleum engineer right here in Houston. He's tired of doing that and uh, taught him how to flip houses. She flipped over 100 houses. Talk about a great start. Uh, Elizabeth, working in corporate America uh, as a marketing executive, really burned out. Uh, taught her how to flip houses. I don't even know how many houses she's flipped, but I remember during the interview, Olivia asked her, how much money have you made from what Phil taught you? She's like, well, I have $6.7 million in my bank account, not bad. 
Uh, Buddy worked for State Farm as an insurance adjuster, got tired of that, taught him how to flip houses, flipped 150 houses. Car salesman flipped 60 houses. Eddie came to us from California. Uh, he was a film producer in L.A., and he's starting a family. He says, I don't like the culture there. I want to raise my family in Texas. So he moves to Texas. I think California has a program where they pay people to move to Texas. I'm not quite sure how that works, but he was one of them. And anyway, uh, but, you know, he's, and we're not making films like they are in California, so he needs to make money doing something else, and he needs money fast. Uh, came to me and said, can you teach me some real estate? I taught him how to flip houses. Flipped over 100 houses. Uh, but that wasn't the really exciting part. During the interview, uh, Olivia said, Eddie, how much money have you made from what Phil taught you, flipping houses? And he just says, I made a lot of money. And she's like, no, no, I, I, let's dig in here. I, I, can you just give everybody a number? Like, how much? Like, what, what's a lot of money? He's like, well, I can tell you I'm now worth more than $10 million. So not bad for an ex-film producer from California. We have firefighters, airline pilots, engineers, NASA rocket scientists, you name it, people from all walks of life. So literally every single week, Olivia interviews one of you whose lives have been completely transformed, typically millionaires, multimillionaires, uh, and most of them knew nothing about real estate. So I don't know anybody at any level that can point to somebody once a week and say millionaire, 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 millionaire. That's how deep this pool goes, and that's how resourceful uh, this network is. Uh, and Olivia, you, you even have your own story. You're a real estate investor yourself. You were literally uh, sitting in these chairs a couple of years ago. And uh, I remember when you came to this meeting, you said to me, I don't see how this can work for me. At this that is, point, that was so my What was thought. going on in your life? So, yeah, back in the day, back then I was... Um, it was a day not long ago. <laughs> so, it feels like that long ago. Uh, I was going through probably one of the hardest parts in my life. I was going through a divorce and I had about $50,000 or even maybe more on my credit cards and a single mom and trying to figure out what's next. So I got into this event not by invitations, walking by uh, as a guest. And, uh, and I told Phil, I love what you're doing, what you're showing. This is not for me right now. I got to go put my life together and I'll come back. And then he said, hold on, you are in the right place right now. I mean, talk about the right time. It was exactly the right time. You yeah. thought, oh, I have to have money. I said, you yes. don't need any money. It'd be nice to have money. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you have money, it's, it's going to make it easier. But yes. you don't need money to do this. You said, I don't have a license. I said, I don't have a license. Donald Trump doesn't have a license. Most people don't have a license. You don't need a license. <laughs> You know, and then you say, I don't know anything about real estate. You, you said, I'm from Brazil. Yeah, tell, tell born and raised in Brazil, not just like that. In the middle of the Amazon, of no electricity and no water, we have a, a river. It wasn't a creek, it wasn't a pond, it was actually a river. So you were the one getting buckets from the river of water. I mean, talk about like... Yeah, it was the re organic as it can be. How yeah. about that? So, <laughs> you yeah, know, organic. people pay money for that kind of th yeah. things today. I didn't know back then. That yeah. was, you know... So you said, you had a pre-existing belief, I'm not ready to be a real estate How could I? You know, and I, I didn't said, have anything. you couldn't be more ready. Did you own a home at the time? No, I was renting back then, and I was actually trying to rent another something, an apartment. I couldn't even get approved to that because of my credit score was low as it can be. Uh, and I couldn't even get that. So and there is this guy and his wife, all sounds great. And I go, no, don't worry about it. Just come to the three-day workshop okay. that I know they have told you guys yet. Yeah. But so, so you came to the workshop. 
I did. And, I had a lot you know, of time yeah. in my hands at that time. So <laughs> it wasn't that hard. Like, let me see if I can find me, the time to spend to the, the weekend. So, so, you know, you learn how to do this at yeah. the workshop. And many of the marketing methods are free. Yeah. So you pick one of the free ones because you didn't have any money at the time. Yeah. What What is the first thing you tried? I love high heels, not going to hide. I was poor as it can be, but I was probably high heel that day. But I actually decided to go door knocking because that was free and I can just go say hi yeah. to people. So you're literally one of the many strategies it was we right use. Here in Houston. Look, it's not for everybody. Some people, hey, I don't do it, to be honest with you. But you said, hey, it's free. I don't mind. I didn't have I'm going to go lose. knock on doors. It was right here in Houston. Yeah. And you were knocking on some doors. Somebody answered the door. You, you, who was the guy that answered the Emmanuel. door? Emmanuel. Guy so, named Manuel. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you followed a script. And what happened? You got him to sign a contract. Got a house under contract. And I got uh, $10,000 with you that You sold the contract to another member of the RIA. And you yes. made how much? 10000 10000 When you got that check for 10000 then what did you think? How many more doors do I have to go door knock in Texas? <laughs> Texas Hills has it's a lot on. of doors, yes. And that's the men mentality a lot of people have. You know, this is all sounds good. It's all yeah. theoretical. But it's actually, even with all the education in the world, it's when they hand you the check. That's like the second it My goes from theoretical to real. It's like, wow, this really works. Because, like, I got a check. He said it was going to work. It sounded like it was going to work. But nothing's real until you actually get the money yeah. uh, in your hands. So flash forward. I do need to get back to my presentation. But flash forward. Do you own a house today? Yeah. So I live in Austin, Texas, uh, in Westlake, one of the highest neighborhoods, if the, anyone the, knows. The highest end neighborhood in Thanks, Austin. Thanks, Phil. I love yeah. that he's translating. So yeah. that's why I'm right next to him. And, you know? and your kids go to Westlake High School. Yes, the sir. The nicest and highest end high school yeah. in, in Central Texas. Yeah, in, in Austin. Yeah. And uh, uh, do you have any credit card debt? Uh, no, everything is paid off, thank God. And uh, you, you uh, everything is an auto payment. Yes, I own uh, fix and flip. I own buying holds. I do real estate between all Texas. And I'm uh, looking to go get into the commercial right now that I am already. And I'm so, just going to I'm gonna push a little harder. Um, how much money do you have in your bank account right now? I really don't like that one. I don't like any of this, but this one is. Uh, I have, for the first time in my entire life, over a uh, hundred million, uh, hundred, hundred thousand. Million, that'd be good. It's getting there, uh, but over a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. So over $100, yeah, thousand dollars. So would you so say, is it fair to say that real estate in this network has completely transformed your life? Is that a 100%. fair statement? A hundred percent, and not just my life, but everybody that you see on the panel, and we have over four thousand people that I interview them every single week. How much their real estate have transformed their life? This network, this family that I call today as a family. Because what Phil and Chanel have put it together for us to come in and learn and to, to grow together. That is why I'm here sharing my story. Regardless of whatever going on in your life, you are in the right place. This is the right time. So I'm glad that you're here. All right. Well, thank you for hosting the show and thank you for sharing your story. Appreciate it. And, you know, this is how we help people get over the fear, right? I mean, if you can do it with others, if you're part of a local community that's been doing this for years, partnering, leveraging local resources, that's how you kind of cross the threshold. So I'm going to go ahead and cross out the fear. Okay, so let's jump into some details. Um, I got started in real estate on December 15, 2003. That's the day I did my very first deal. Been involved in about 1,200 deals since then. And I'll show you some of the deals I flipped. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I do approximately a real estate transaction a week in some shape, form, variety, or another. And what that does is it creates money in big chunks. Now, that sounds great, doesn't it? Money in big chunks, but I'm not here to sound good. I'm here to teach you. 
how does this business fundamentally work? At the lowest level, the way this business fundamentally works is as follows. We find people uh, that want to sell a property. We find people that have a problem. Okay, what kind of problem? They, they, they want to sell a house. They need to sell a house. They can't afford a mortgage. Uh, they're moving, medical problems. Any, they, they just want to get rid of a property or a mortgage for any number of different reasons. Problems to entrepreneurs are what? Opportunities. Big problems are what? Big opportunities. So if you're thinking like, I don't want any problem, you're thinking, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I don't, I don't care what kind of entrepreneur you want to be. All entrepreneurs have something in common with all other entrepreneurs. We help the world by solving the world's problems. We solve real estate problems. Okay, we solve real estate problems. So let's, let's, let's go to detail. Let's not be general. Let's get into specifics. I found somebody facing foreclosure. Big problem. I gave them an out, an alternative, something called a short sale, allowed them to sell their house without having to bring money to the table, without completely destroying their life and their credit. And I made $16,000 helping somebody solve a problem. Uh, REO stands for Real Estate Owned Bank Owned Properties. Banks don't want to own real estate. I took it off the bank's hands, solving the bank's problems, sold it, made $36,000. I got a legal problem. Had to sell a house by Friday. Realtors can't do that. Nobody can do that. I can do that, right? Got it under contract, wholesale it, made $5,000. Got a property subject to my specialty. No money, no credit. Flipped it. Made $68,000, $5,600 on an assignment. Uh, $6,000 on a mortgage assignment. $10,000 on a wholesale. Uh, $2,800 on a small referral. $12,400 for a large referral. The way this business fundamentally works is as follows. We do things to find people with problems. You get people with problems to find us. And here's the really beautiful part. For every problem that exists, there is no exception. So let me say it again. For every problem that exists, for every person that owns a house, we have a strategy, a solution that helps them. This is about helping people, solves their problem, whatever it is, and gets us paid. We can help motivated sellers and we can help non-motivated sellers. We can help people that own their houses free and clear. We can help people that are hopelessly underwater where they owe more money and the house is even worth. We can help them. We can solve their needs. And we get ourselves paid. Sometimes we get singles. Sometimes we get doubles. Sometimes we get home runs. It's a numbers game. Sometimes I work on a lead, a deal, an opportunity, a problem for six months. And after six months, I make $5,000. And I'm like, oh, man, six months for $5,000. I could have made more money working at Walmart. Thank goodness I'm not working on just one lead at a time. Sometimes my phone rings and that phone call makes me $55,000 in 48 hours. And I'm like, oh man, I wish every time my phone rang, I made $55,000 in 48 hours. But that's not how it works either. That's maybe one in 100 phone calls. So the question to ask is simple. How often do you get 100 phone calls? That depends on you and how much marketing that you do, how much looking that you do. You get 100 phone calls a week. Do you get 100 phone calls a month? Do you get 100 phone calls a year? Well, that depends on you. You can determine that and how much marketing, how much looking that you do. So there's two essential skills I'm going to teach you uh, right now to be a real estate investor. The first and foremost skill is marketing. Marketing is just finding the deal, generating the lead. A lead is nothing more than the name and number of somebody that might want to sell real estate. You need to spend 85% of your time and money looking for the deal. Outsource everything else. The next skill we're going to learn is strategy. Strategy needs to be thought of as the solution to the problem, the offer on the property, how you actually do the deal. So marketing and strategy, finding deals, doing deals, finding problems, solving problems. I'm going to teach you 65 tested, proven, perfected methods of finding off-market wholesale real estate. I'm going to teach you a dozen, excuse me, a dozen different strategies to help people solve the problem and get yourself paid. Over half of the marketing methods are completely free. Many of these things you can do for free. 
nine of the 12 investing strategies are actually no money and no uh, uh, risk strategies and no credit strategies. And, and when you learn how to buy houses with no money and no credit, then how many houses can you buy? All of them. So marketing strategy, finding deals, doing deals, finding problems, solving problems. Let us get started with the marketing. Uh, actually, first I'm going to tell you a quick story. This was the very first house I flipped. This was my first deal. I flipped this house on December 15, 2003. And I'll tell you a little story. On December 14, 2003, I was scared to death. I was actually being coached and mentored by the two guys who ran this RIA back then. I called them both on the phone on December 14, 2003. I'm scared. Are you sure this is going to work? I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to lose any money. Yeah, it took two seasoned, experienced real estate investors pulling me, kicking and screaming over the starting blocks. So if you're scared, I get it, I can relate, and I can help. But I actually had one other thing that was motivating me at that time in my life to move forward. I was in a job I no longer loved, and I was in a career that I no longer loved. I'm going to tell you, if you're spending your time doing something you don't love doing, you need a do something different with your life plan. And that's where I was. I needed a different life. And you get one life, and it just flies by. I noticed I have a 14-year-old boy running around my house. I'm like, how'd that happen? Like, when you a baby, it's like, what happens? It just flies by. And if you're not on a trajectory to, to get the life you want, to reach your goals, to reach your God-given potential, then maybe you need a do something different with your life plan. Right? And, and it's funny because, like, Olivia interviews somebody, one of you guys, every single week. And one of the things she asks in all the interviews is, like, what's your best piece of advice? Have you any regrets? Every single person has the same answer. What do they all say? I wish... I started sooner. How is it every single multimillionaire real estate investor you will ask that question will give you the exact same answer? I wish I had started sooner. I mean, what does that tell you if you're thinking about getting started? <laughs> like now would be good. So maybe you need a different, uh, a different trajectory. So let's talk a little bit about like my first deal. Okay, it took me six months to find my first deal. I was actually an unusually slow starter. I was actually a really slow starter. Got it under contract using a contract I got right here at the RIA. Bought it using other people's money, OPM. You know, we have over a 1,000 private money lenders in this network. You know, private money is cheaper, faster, better, more reliable. If you have private money, it's a competitive advantage over hard money, any other kind of money. It scales you up infinitely. Got a contractor right here at the RIA to fix it for me. Got a realtor right here at the RIA to sell it for me. Got an attorney and title company right here at the RIA to close for me, and I went to that very first closing. I picked up that very first check for $15,384.26. And you know, when they handed me that check, it was like you unscrewed the cap, right? Popped out the old brain, popped in the new brain. You see, right up until the second that they handed me that check, I was a real estate investor based on theory, and I wasn't even sure I believed it. Here, I don't know about this, not sure about that, don't know about this. But the second they handed me that check, like a switch flipping, I became a real estate investor based on experience. You see, I didn't know anything different except I knew it actually worked. And what I realized when they handed me that check, if I did this and this and this again, right, I get another check. It worked the first time. If I did this, this, and this again, I get another check. If this, this, and this again, I get another check. But the really big deal that I realized as they handed me that check, at that moment, I realized that I would never, ever, 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 for the rest of my life, ever, ever have to work for somebody else. Ever, 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 never, ever again. Yeah, and I have not worked for anybody else even for one second since they handed me that check. So if you're new and you're just getting started, here's my first piece of advice. You need to focus yourself like a laser beam on that very first deal because that very first deal will change your life. 
deals two, three, four, five, and six combined, not as hard as deal number one. You heard Olivia tell her story. Like, as soon as she got that check, she's like, okay, it's on. How many more doors are there to knock on, right? It's, like, it's, it's just on. And it does get easier. So I told you I was going to tell you what I did right. I'm also going to tell you what I did wrong. I did make one big mistake right out of the shoot. I spent all that time finding the deal. I found the deal. Once I found the deal, I kind of put my marketing on hold. I picked up some hammers, started managing some contractors, working on the deal, fixed it, flipped it, got the check, only to wake up the next day and realize I had absolutely nothing to do, except start the whole business all over again. And this gets me to my very first takeaway, and this is it, and this is the big one. The business of being a real estate investor is the business of finding deals. It's all about finding deals. Why? Because you make the money on the buy. What does that mean? As soon as you find a property and get it under contract, whatever money was going to be made or not made on that deal, it's done right at that second, right at the second that contract is signed. Yeah, you get the money at the end, that's true, but you make the money on the buy. And once you understand that, you always have to spend 85% of your time and money looking for the next deal with the attitude that the next deal is always more important than the deal you have now. The rookies all screw this up. They do a deal, they finally do a deal, they make some money, great, but they stop the marketing. So they reset the marketing. Eventually they get it going again, they find another deal, they do a deal, they make some money, great, but they stop the marketing. So they reset the marketing. Eventually they get it going again, find another deal, do a deal, great, make some money, great, but they stop the marketing. Their income goes up and down and up and down with big gaps in between. You need your income to go up, 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 up. And the only way to do that is you have to keep the pipeline continuously filled with deals. And the way to do that is to always spend 85% of your time and money on marketing, looking for the next deal with the attitude, the next deal is always more important than the deal you have now. You see, the scarcity mindset says, no, we need to make everything we can off of what we have now. The abundance mindset says, screw that. We just got to get more. And it's a completely different way of thinking. And hint, by the way, the deals you're looking for are not in the MLS. The MLS is the multiple listing service. It's the retail market for real estate. It's where realtors sell real estate. It's where all the people in the world compete with each other to see who will pay the most. And I hate to say it, but when you're competing against all the people in the world, some of those people are stupid. And you don't want to compete against stupid. Well, you don't want to win competing against stupid. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. I love the MLS. I absolutely adore the MLS. Why do I love and adore the MLS? Because after I buy off-market wholesale real estate, where do I then want to go to resell it? On the MLS. It has been proven that any property sold in the MLS will sell for the most it could possibly be sold for. That's just never where you're going to find heavily discounted wholesale real estate. The very best deal in the entire MLS would rarely be a deal I'd ever take a second look at. So finding deals. Once I realized this whole shoot match is about finding deals, then I went about systematizing the process of finding deals. And over time, I developed 65 different methods for finding deals. Actually, it's not really totally accurate to say I developed 65 methods. What would be more accurate is to say I found 65 things that work, and I started to do those things. Uh, so I need to teach you all a lesson. Maybe the most important lesson I'm going to teach you today but for me to teach you this next lesson, first I need to unteach you all something. Okay, so I got to unteach you all something. When you guys are in elementary school, if you looked over the paper next to you and you copied down the answers, that was called what? Cheating. cheating. And you're all told that cheating is what? Bad, wrong. Okay, 
We're not a bunch of little kids. We're not in elementary school anymore. Going forward, I need you all to unlearn that. Because going forward, guess what? Cheating is the shortcut. What am I saying up here? What I'm trying to say is there's nothing that you're trying to do. There is absolutely nothing that you're trying to figure out that I and other people haven't already done and figured out. Everything, and I mean everything, and I mean absolutely everything about this business is completely understood. We know what's in the soil. We know the zoning. We know the guys who write the zoning. We know the appreciation rate by street address in all the major metropolitan cities across the state of Texas. We know the exact letters to send to the exact mailing list. We know the exact words to say. We know the exact offers to make. We know exactly what objections we're going to get. We know exactly how to overcome the objections. We even know how many contracts we're going to get signed for every 20,000 contracts and offers and letters we get sent out. Everything, and I mean everything, and I mean absolutely everything about this business is completely understood. So once I realized everything I was trying to do and everything I was trying to figure out, other people had done and figured out, then I stopped trying to figure everything out and I just started to, here's this word, copy, right, copy the top 65 tested proven methods of actually finding deals. Now, some of these methods take time and some of these methods take money. When you get started, you probably have more time and less money. Once you get going, you have more money and less time. I will be honest with you, I don't spend any time anymore on marketing. I outsource 100%. But when you're getting started, you're probably going to insource more. So then what are all these different deal-finding strategies? Well, let me teach you a whole bunch. First set of strategies is to use uh, get mailing lists, direct mailing lists. You can get lists. I'll talk about some of the lists. And when you get these mailing lists, you can send them letters and postcards, or you can call them, or you can text them, or you can knock on their door, or you can do all three. You just send them offers. So what are some of the popular mailing lists? You can get a list of people that are late paying their taxes, people that are late paying their mortgage, people that are filed for divorce, two people who are combining their, their money to pay a mortgage. Now, one of them is gone. Well, the one that's left uh, is probably having trouble paying the mortgage by themselves. You can get a list of people who have inherited a house from somebody that passed away. People's credit scores are going down. People that just got dismissed from bankruptcy, they probably need to sell a house. Thank you. You're welcome. You get a non-owner occupied list. There's a list of people who own a house that they don't live in themselves. Well, technically, those are landlords. And a lot of them are what we call accidental landlords. They moved away and they let an ex-spouse or family member or friend or neighbor stay in a house. Uh, they couldn't sell it, so they rented it. They uh, inherited a house with a tenant in it. They don't really know anything about being a landlord. Very often, they eventually become motivated sellers. You can get a list of people who rent to people in public assistance. You get a code enforcement list. There's a list of people... The city's already driving around. They're, they're issuing citations uh, for abandoned houses, hoarder houses, deferred maintenance houses. You can get the city to give you a list of every problem property in the city. You can even get an expired listing list. What is that? That's a list of people hired a realtor, tried to sell it, and it didn't sell. So what do we know about these people? We know 100% of these people would like to sell their house, probably now more than ever. But they probably need solutions that realtors don't offer. Well, hello, that's exactly what investors do offer. So if you send letters and postcards to these lists of people, if you call them on the phone, or you send them a text message, you knock on their door, some of them will answer your call and call you back. You make them an offer that solves their problem. We have an offer for every problem. Some of them will say yes, and that's called a deal. With an internet uh, website, you can get leads on the internet, ban is signed, we buy houses, online ads, email autoresponders, magnetic sign, little sign on the side of your car, you buy the sign once, you get leads for the rest of your life. Door hangers, you can pay somebody 10 cents a door 
to just put a flyer on every door in the neighborhood. Here's one that's pretty much free, driving for dollars. Sometimes I'm driving around, I see a tarp on a roof. Okay, they might as well be waving a big red flag. Desperate motivated seller, please buy my house. I mean, think about this. Somebody's most valuable asset, a house, has a serious problem, a leak, and their solution was to do what? Go buy a $5 tarp at Home Depot? Well, how come they didn't fix the roof? No money. Same guy's not fixing the roof, not paying his taxes, not paying his insurance, probably not paying his mortgage. Sooner or later, an investor is going to buy that deal. What are the other deal-finding strategies? Oh, wait. We interrupt this program for a special announcement. Special announcement. Actually, Chanel already made the announcement. She kind of stole my thunder. Yeah, we have a workshop coming up, so we're going to mention this because it's coming up fast. And I'm going to be teaching this workshop myself. This is practical, actionable, detailed, step-by-step -step training, Texans, teaching Texans. How to invest in Texas. Uh, all the strategies, the closes, how to get private money. Thousands, and I mean thousands, and I mean thousands of people got started this workshop. And if you register during tonight, during my presentation, you can actually come for free. So how cool is that? Normally we charge, but you can come for free if you register during the presentation. So just pick the date and location that works best for you. You can attend online but I highly recommend you instead attend in person. When we do the event in person, we do have tables. We're not packed in like sardines like this. We're spread out, so you have a desk to write on and all that sort of thing. Um, so pick the date and location, or you can do a hybrid of online and uh, in person if that works best for you. Uh, I'll put the link up again at the end. To get this, you uh, get the starter kit. The starter kit includes a bunch of other goodies. I'll share those with you later as well. If you guys online, click on the link below. Okay, so what are the other deal-finding strategies? Letters of intent. What is a letter of intent? A letter of intent is literally an offer. So then who should you send an offer to? And the answer is everybody. So I'm going to give you all your first homework assignment. Here's your homework assignment. Tomorrow, I want each of you to send 200 people an offer on their home. I'm not kidding. You see, here's how investors think. Ready, fire, aim. You make the offer, and then you negotiate. You make the offer, and then you look for the money. You make the offer, and then you do your due diligence. You make the offer, and then, and only then, do you think about it. You should make everyone an offer. You should make hundreds of offers. Why not? Do you know every time you make somebody an offer, you know you get four different options. By just making an offer, you get four different options. You might want to write them down. Option number one, you could buy a house. They might say yes. It's called taking a shot. If you take enough shots on goal, what do you think happens? Some of them go in, even if you suck. And with practice, what happens? More of them go in because you don't suck anymore. So option number one, you can make you can buy a house. Option number two. You can terminate the contract. Did you know the state promulgated, Texas state promulgated contract gives the buyer the unilateral right to just rip it up, walk away, no harm, no risk, no penalty. You don't even have to give a reason. There's absolutely no risk in making an offer. Option number three, you can renegotiate the offer. Do you know that it's much, much, much easier to renegotiate than it is to negotiate? Especially when everybody calls you back, says they might want to sell, i.e. they want to negotiate. Option number four, you can sell the contract itself to somebody else that has money. That's what Olivia did with her first deal. 
you know, only one of those four options requires you to come up with any money and to buy a house. Just make offers. Make everybody an offer. Give yourself options. Business cards, FISBO, for sale by owner, cold calling. Why would, try, why would somebody try to sell their own house? Maybe they're lazy. Maybe they're crazy. Maybe they need solutions realtors don't offer. Hello, mass media, television, radio, billboards, other investors. Sometimes the best way to find a deal is to get other investors to find the deal for you. By the way, do you all know what I'm doing up here right now? What do you think I'm doing right now? Anybody want to guess? Marketing. Marketing. Yeah, it's called marketing. I will guesstimate, based on the number of people we have here and the number of people online, I'm being very conservative in this estimate, I will guesstimate I will partner on no less than one, two, three deals with somebody who's listening to me right now sometime over the next 12 months. Average net profit on a deal, 40 grand. I'm being very conservative. My share, 20 grand, means as a result of the presentation I'm giving right now, I should pretty easily be able to put an extra 20 plus 20 plus 20, extra $60,000 in my pocket sometime over the next 12 months as a result of the presentation I'm giving right now. Not bad. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, okay. And I've given it before, by the way. Okay, okay, yeah. And by the way, you can all do exactly the same thing. Because there's people in this room and there's people in this network that have deals that are looking for money. There's people in this room and there's people in this network that have money that are looking for deals. Some people on buy and hold, some people on fix and flip, some people on short sales, some people on wholesale, some people on Austin, some people on Houston, some people on Dallas, some people on San Antonio, some people on El Paso. All of the members of this network, by the way, and there's tens of thousands of them, by the way, are all interconnected on an online network. You know we meet every minute of every day online. You know, thousands and thousands and thousands of times over the last decade, the members of this network post their deals, questions, offers, referrals, money, resources, back and forth on that network. I said earlier, guys, you're not going to find your deal in the MLS. That's ridiculous. That's the retail marketplace. That's the retail pond. That's the pond with the small fish. You guys need to fish in the wholesale pond. That's the pond with the big fish. So then where's the wholesale pond? You're sitting in it. Yeah, a large network of real estate investors wholesaling, horse trading back and forth. When you look around this room, and this is your mindset, what do you see? You see your competition? You know what I see? Buyers, sellers, deals, lead, money, resources. That's called the abundance mentality. And once you adopt the abundance mentality, you figure out, like I figured out, you can make a lot more money. I don't mean a little more money. I mean a lot more money. Getting 50% of 1,000 deals and 100% of five deals. That's the abundance mentality. Realtors, let's have the talk. People always ask, would becoming a realtor be helpful? I'm not a realtor. Donald Trump is not a realtor. Very few real estate investors are realtors. It's not going to help you. In fact, in some ways, it will hinder you. There's no problem. There's nothing wrong with being a realtor but it is not necessary, and in some ways it will restrict your actions as a real estate investor. So if you're wondering should you become a realtor, my general advice is no, unless you really want to be a realtor. For, for You want to sell people's houses for them, you want to drive people around and, and help people sell houses, become a realtor. Other than that, there's no reason to become a realtor, and nothing wrong with realtor. Uh, but we do use realtors to sell the houses. After we buy them off-market wholesale, we always use the realtor to resell them for us. HUDs and REOs, another common rookie mistake. REO stands for real estate-owned bank-owned properties. And people hear the word foreclosure and like, oh, foreclosure is a deal, foreclosure is a deal. No, a foreclosure is just a house being sold by a bank. 
we generally don't buy foreclosures. We buy pre-foreclosures before they go back to the bank. When a bank gets it back, they've already spent all their money and done all the hard work. They just hire a realtor and resell at retail. We want them before they go back. We want pre-foreclosures. How do you get pre-foreclosures? Well, fish in the wholesale marketplace, do direct marketing off-market, or here's another idea. Here in Texas, you know on the first Tuesday of the month, rain, shine, holiday or not, everybody that didn't pay their mortgage gets auctioned off at the county courthouse steps, at every county courthouse in the state. And you know you can get a list of all the people going to the auction, you go knock on their door before the auction, and you can very often get it under contract before the auction for even less than it's going to sell at the auction. Why? Because you're not competing against 300 other guys at an auction. Wholesalers, let's have the talk. Look, there's a lot of horse trading and wholesaling that goes on, on amongst real estate investors, and that's a good thing, but we always issue a little warning to go along with it. So what is the warning? Here's my warning to you. Nobody will love your money more than you. You have to always do your own due diligence. As a general rule, I would always advise a new investor to never start by doing a wholesale deal, like buy a wholesale property. It's not going to end well. I just guarantee you, with a 19 out of 20 chance of right, when a wholesaler sends you a deal, say, this house is worth 100000 fixed up. What is it really going to be worth after it's all fixed up? 80 max. When a wholesaler sends you a deal and say, this house needs 20000 repairs, how much is it going to cost you to repair? Okay, 40 minimum. When a wholesaler sends you a deal and says, ooh, it's your lucky day for a $5,000 non-refundable deposit, this, this lucky deal could be yours. You put down that $5,000 non-refundable deposit, I can just about guarantee, with about a 19 out of 20 chance that I'm right, because I've been doing this for a long time, you'll lose money well beyond the 5000 you got started with. It is fiction, folks. Please do not believe fiction for a moment. When a wholesaler sends me a deal, I briefly look at all the numbers, and I throw the numbers in the trash. And then I run my own numbers. And the only reason I haven't looked at the numbers before I threw them in the trash, I kind of want to know how much they were lying to me when I compare it to the real numbers. So I'm going to use some strong words because I obviously feel very strongly about this. Look, it would be really, really, really stupid to ever buy real estate from somebody selling real estate based on information provided to you by the person trying to sell the property to you or anybody associated or affiliated or recommended by them. Don't do that. I said earlier, your first deal is your most important deal, and it is. But if you lose money on your first deal, at the end of that deal, 100% of your real estate investing experience will have been bad, and you'll probably never come back for more. There's no need to do that. There's no need to gamble. If you like to gamble, invest in the stock market or go to Vegas. Legalize gambling. But the problem that I have with the stock market is insider trading is illegal. When it comes to real estate investing, insider trading is advised. Do not invest in real estate unless you know with absolute provable independently sourced data that the property you're buying is worth much, much more than you're paying for it at the time that you buy it. Because that's when you make money in real estate. <clears throat> Bird dogs, Craigslist, social media. Why so many different marketing methods? Well, would you rather fish with a hook or would you rather fish with a net? You need to guys need to learn how to fish with a net. And the reason that you need to fish with a net is because this business is a numbers game and now I'm going to teach you guys the numbers. I'm going to teach you something right now that it took me two years of hard work in the trenches to figure out. So I'm going to shave two years of your learning curve off right now. By 2005, I've been a real estate investor for two years. 
And I generated, I calculated, I generated my first two years about 400 leads. A lead is just a name and number of somebody that might want to sell real estate. So I was looking at a property every couple of days, and then I did the math. And here's what I discovered as a rookie. As a rookie, on average, for every $100 I spent on paid marketing, things like direct mail, I got one qualified motivated seller lead. As a rookie, on average, for every three hours I spent on personal marketing, just driving around for free, I got one qualified motivated seller lead. Then I discovered very conservatively as a rookie for every 20 leads that I generated, for every 20 deals I looked at, I made at least $20,000 net profit on one of them. So let me run the numbers for you. That means every time I drove around for 60 hours, I'd make at least $20,000. That means every time I sent out $2,000 in direct mail, I'd make at least $20,000 in profit. Spend 2,000, make 20. Spend 2,000, make 20. Spend 4,000, make 40. Spend 8,000, make 80. Spend 16,000, make 160. Spend 32,000. You don't have to spend it all at once, by the way. Make 320,000 net profit. Are you starting to like the numbers? Took me two years to figure that out. But after two years of figuring this out, what I realized is, holy tamole, this whole game, this whole thing is just a numbers game, and now I know the numbers. And when I figured this out, I actually started to think about my business in a completely different way. I now think about my business like it's just a little black box. And we're gonna call that little black box a marketing machine. And the way that business works is every time I stick $100 worth of marketing in one end, eventually $1,000 worth of net profit pops out the other end. Now, if you had a little black box where every time you shoved a $100 bill in one end, a $1,000 bill popped out the other end, how many dollars would you stick in the box? All of them! And I started spending money on marketing like a drunken sailor. I started spending thousands of dollars a month on marketing. And then I started spending tens of thousands of dollars a month on marketing. And then I hired two full-time six-figure guys who spend all of their full-time spending my money on marketing. One of them just buys the ads, the other does the analytics. Right? And now today, some months I spend upwards of $100,000 a month on marketing. Because once you know it's just a numbers game, and once you know the numbers, once you know when it's going to happen, then it's just on. We call that dial it in, and then you dial it up. That's the formula. Sometime later, I actually wrote a book on investing in real estate. I've written a number of training courses, a lot of different things I've developed over the years. We're not selling any books tonight, but I will repeat something I said earlier. There's nothing you're trying to do. There's nothing you're trying to figure out that I and other people haven't done and figured out. What's the shortcut? Copy stuff that's already been done and figured out. Okay, so we are right at the halfway point in my presentation. I'm about to get into the strategies, the mechanics of how these deals work, arguably the really fascinating part. Uh, but before I get into that, I, I do want to repeat something I said earlier. I said, you know, at the beginning, I said, my job is to make you an educated contributing member of this community. We really want you to be participatory. Uh, we have these meetings all over Texas, and we always have new people that come to the meetings, and we call the new people tourists, right? Hey, honey, let's go check out the RIA, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, but we figured out a long time ago, nobody makes any money being a tourist. We need people to be active, buying, selling, partnering, marketing, right? That's, that's when everybody starts to make money. But I also figured out a long time ago, unfortunately, I can't turn somebody into a real estate investor in 45 minutes. If I could figure out how to sprinkle pixie dust around the room and turn everybody into a real estate investor in 45 minutes, yeah, that would be awesome. I don't know how to do that. But I can, and I have on many occasions, turn people into real estate investors over a period of 24 hours. Or maybe it would be more accurate to say 
24 hours spread out over three days, giving us the time to get through all the nitty gritty details of how you actually do that. And this is why the Texas RIA sponsors the Texas Real Estate Investing Workshop. Practical, actionable, detailed, step-by-step training with Texans teaching Texans how to do it here in Texas. We use all 12 strategies. There's things you can only do in Texas. There's things that are legal in 49 states that are not legal in Texas, and you gotta know those things. We teach all 65 marketing methods. We teach the closes. These are literally the exact words to say. So I'll give you an example. I just said some magic words to a woman, and after saying these magic words, she just gave me her house. I didn't even ever give her any money. It's a great house, beautiful, a lot of equity in it. She just says, here, you can have my house. And she said, thank you. So who's a little skeptical right now? I have magic words. I say these magic words, and a woman just gives me her house. Who's, raise your hand if you're a little skeptical right now. Come on, guys. Who's not skeptical? Really? Okay, if you're not skeptical, I want to talk to you about a land deal in Florida after class. I, mean, I just said something ridiculous. I just told an audience that I have magical words, and by just saying these magical words, somebody just gave me their house. And, and I didn't have to give them money, and they even said thank you for taking it. So let me try this again. Who's a little skeptical? Raise your hand if you're a little skeptical. I expect you to be skeptical. I want you to be skeptical. Because in a couple of minutes when I demonstrate this, you're gonna be really even that much more amazed. Okay, and those are the closes. And I'm gonna show you how to close these deals. How to partner, great way to get started. How to access private money, faster, cheaper, better. Thousands, I mean thousands, I mean thousands of successful Texas real estate investors got started this workshop, The Real Deal. We even sponsor a show where every single week, I don't know anybody on the planet that can point to somebody once a week, millionaire, 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 literally from coming to this life-changing event. So we've been doing this for years. You can come join us. And if you register tonight before the meeting is over, you can even come for free. So how cool is that? Uh, I'll put the link up at the end. I know you, you, most of you got it already, but if you guys online, click on the link in the, in the thing below. Pick the date and location that works best for you, and uh, we'll see you there. I recommend you come live, but you can also come online if you need to come online. Oh, uh, you know, actually, I do want to go on a little tangent because we also have something else coming up uh, that's coming up pretty quick here. How many of you are interested in commercial real estate? Just out of curiosity. Commercial? Okay. Yeah, about 30, 40%. Okay. Commercial, we, this is our residential workshop. We have a whole different part of Texas Rias that does commercial. I do both, commercial, residential. One is not better, bigger than the other. They're just different. They solve different problems. You want to make money fast, flip houses. You want to make big money, like a million dollars a deal, flip commercial. But the deals generally take three to five years, so it's not fast. You got money, you want to make money with your money. Commercial, on average, twice the return of the stock market with half the risk. You, you put your money in commercial real estate versus in the stock market. You, by, the, by the time you retire, it's literally four, five, six, eight, eight x what you would have if you just invested in stocks and mutual funds. Uh, but they solve different problems. Rental property. Everybody should own rental properties. Rental properties will make you wealthy over time. Absolutely. And you can buy them. Anybody can buy them. You can even buy them with no money, no credit. I'm going to teach you how to do that. Um, so we do residential. We do commercial. And I'm going to mention something we have coming up because uh, it's coming up next month. This is very rare. Once a year, uh, we have something that is a commercial workshop, and it's an expo. It's coming up in Dallas on August 25, 26, 27th. Uh, that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And um, it's a very, very unique event um, where you can meet literally hundreds of the top real estate investors 
uh, from all over uh, Texas and all over the, uh, the world, frankly, in one place at one time. Uh, and I have some of my very good friends coming. Uh, I have George Ross, Donald Trump's original right-hand man, Donald Trump, the real estate investor, uh, and um, a celebrity apprentice judge, author of the greatest real estate deal ever done. He and Donald Trump bought a building in Manhattan for a million dollars, made $450 million on that deal. Pretty good deal. Want to learn how to do that? He's going to be one of our speakers there. I have a billionaire coming uh, to this event. Uh, Vanilla Ice, how cool is that? Former rapper, now real estate tycoon, is going to talk about how he made the transition. Uh, Hugh Hilton done $18 billion uh, in real estate. Uh, you think you can learn from that guy? So I have top real estate investors from all over Texas and all across the country coming to one place at one time. And it's kind of all the money, the people, the connections and training you need in one place at one time. Hundreds of my personal clients, my inner circle is going to be there. Uh, with commercial real estate, it's really a team sport. To do multi-million dollar deals, you have to pull money from, from lots of people with money. Uh, those are the people that come to this event. You have to have relationships, connections. You can get finder's fees, but you got to know the sponsors. So all the people that uh, do this in one place, one time. And it's coming up in, uh, in Dallas in August, uh, at the end of August. So for those of you interested in commercial, I highly, strongly recommend that you do this. Uh, I would really recommend it as kind of a part two, like come to the residential workshop, part two, uh, come to the commercial workshop. There is a cost to this. This is not, we're not going to do this for free. It's $9.98 for general admission, but I'm going to give you guys a super special deal. Uh, if you register tonight, uh, I'm going to give you a discount code that'll knock the price down to $198, so a pretty unbelievable discount. Uh, you just type this code in. No, that's the wrong code. Uh, wow. I just put the wrong code on the screen. So let me fix that. Uh, there we go. Right. Type this code into your, when you register for the workshop, uh, type this in. And the discount code, and no, this is not for everybody. So for, for most of you, this is not for you. But some of you did say you're really interested in this. Uh, VIP RIA, VIP RIA. So if you register for the commercial workshop with this discount code, it will bump the price from $998 down to $198 and it will upgrade you to VIP for the residential workshop, which is also a great deal as well. So you can get two workshops for the price of one by simply registering for this uh, using that discount code VIP RIA. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put it up at the end again if any of you uh, have an interest at the very end and didn't get it. But I do want to wrap up our presentation, kind of finish this. We talked about fear. We talked about how to find the deals. Now let's get into the mechanics of actually how to do the deal. So marketing check, let's get into the strategies. And there's a lot of different strategies that you can use to make money investing in real estate. People always ask me, well, where do you get started? What's the best strategy? Well. You can do short sales, uh, buy and hold, mortgage assignments, auction options. You can do uh, referrals, wholesaling, contracts for deeds. You can do lease options, house swapping, wraparound mortgages. You can do equity partnering. And of course, you can do fix and flip. And there's certainly, you can spend a lot of time and money on all this training and education. In fact, my wife and I have actually spent over $100,000 on training, coaching, seminars, books, tapes, etc. Most of it was great. Some of it was not great. It all sounded great. But I don't feel bad about spending over $100,000 on my education because we've actually made many millions of dollars from our education.
But I do have a little pet peeve at how most people learn and how most people get taught and how most people get started. Because when you look at all of these different strategies, here's the good news. They all work. All of these strategies can make you money investing in real estate. The bad news is that they each only work in unique situations. Because each of these strategies should be thought of as a solution to a specific type of problem. That's how you should think about it. But remember what I said earlier, your job one is finding the deal. So here's a brand new investor hunting for a deal. And he does some marketing and he gets a lead. What's that? The name and number of somebody who might want to sell real estate. And if this guy had gotten the right training, he would have learned how to help the seller solve their problem using a strategy called a wraparound mortgage. That's the solution to that lead, that person's problem. But that's not the training he got. This guy just went to one of those silly wholesale seminars. All he learned how to do is wholesaling. So he's looking for a wholesale deal. He found a wrap deal. He doesn't know how to do that, so he can't make money on that. So what does he do? He does some more marketing and generates another lead. Now, if he only knew how to do a mortgage assignment, he could help somebody and solve their problem and get himself paid, but he doesn't know how to do that. Remember, all he knows how to do is wholesaling. He's looking for a wholesale deal. Didn't find one. Found a mortgage assignment deal. Can't make money on that. So what does he do? He does more marketing. He generates yet another lead. And now, if he only knew how to do an auction option, he could solve a big problem and get himself a big check. But remember, he doesn't know how to do an auction option because all he learned how to do is wholesaling, and he's still looking for a wholesale deal. Are you starting to see a problem? So let me now explain the problem. There's 30,000 books and tapes and seminars out there that teach people how to get started investing in real estate. What they pretty much all say is you need to get started by learning one strategy and this is the best one. No, this is the best one. No, this is the best one. Well, whatever. You pick a strategy, learn the strategy, make money on that strategy, and after you learn how to do and make money on that strategy, then later on you can learn some other strategy. And it sounds pretty good and it feels pretty good, but forgive my language when I say this, that is a completely ass-backwards way to go about this. Saying that you need to get started by learning one strategy and make money on one strategy before you learn all the other strategy, that's kind of like saying you need to go to Las Vegas and learn how to bet on one number on the roulette wheel. And after you make enough money betting over and over and over again on that one number on the roulette wheel, well, then later on you can learn how the other numbers work. Well, that's ridiculous. And yet that's how 95% of real estate investors get started investing in real estate and about 99% of the wholesalers. So now let's talk about the wholesaler. There's nothing wrong with wholesaling. Wholesaling is one of the 12 strategies that I use and that I teach. In fact, frankly, it's the easiest one to teach. The problem, however, with wholesaling is I would say overall, it's the hardest one to do that overall makes the least amount of money. So when I hear somebody say, I'm just going to get started by wholesaling, here's how my brain translates that. I'm going to do the hardest thing there is to do that on average makes the least amount of money. Is it no surprise that about 99 out of 100, maybe not 100 out of 100, but about 99 out of 100 people that try to get started that way give up before they ever get going? Because if you're putting a lot of time and effort into something that just doesn't make a whole lot of money, you're probably going to give up before you ever get going. For example, how many of you have read the book The Millionaire Wholesaler? Yeah, that's because it hasn't been written. And it never will be. And there's nothing wrong with wholesaling. I do wholesaling, but it's the hardest thing to do that on average makes the least amount of money. So I'm going to show you what the top 5% of investors do. And my advice is to play to be in the top 5% or don't bother because they make all the money. So this is how I do it, and this is how I'm going to teach you how to do it as well. I bet on all of the numbers on the wheel, and then I spin the wheel a lot. 
And what do I mean by I bet on all the numbers? Of the, I use all 12 strategies. Why not learn all 12 ways to fill out a contract, all 12 ways to solve a problem? You spend time and money, it's called marketing, to get somebody with a problem to call you if there's a way to help them and solve the problem and get paid. You need to help them and solve the problem and get paid. And once you know all 12 strategies, we have a solution for every situation that exists. There is no exception. Motivated, non-motivated, free and clear, hopeless, underwater. And then what do we want to do next? We want to spin the wheel a lot, take a lot of shots on goal, look at a lot of deals, do a lot of marketing. If you take enough shots on goal, what's going to happen? Some of them go in. So this is what the top 5% of investors do. Play to be in the top 5% or don't bother. So how do you do that? You do a lot of marketing and you know all the strategies. So let's now talk about strategies. Oh, actually, first I'm going to tell you another quick story. This was my first big deal. After I was a real estate investor for just about two years, I flipped this house. I actually made 291000 Pretty good profit flipping this house. Uh, but the more interesting part of the story is I was actually the eighth investor to look at this deal. What does that mean? That means seven other real estate investors passed on this deal before I even looked at the deal. How's that possible? How could seven real estate investors pass on a deal or an opportunity to make almost $300,000 net profit? How's that even possible? I'm going to tell you it's not just possible, it's actually typical. So let me tell you the rest of the story. First investor walks into this house and says, I'd love to buy your house, but you're underwater. You owe more money than the house is worth. You can't even afford to sell me your house. Second investor walks into this house and says, I'd love to buy your house, but you're in bankruptcy. I can't buy a house from somebody in bankruptcy. Third investor walks into this house and says, well, I can help you avoid a foreclosure by doing something called a short sale, but I can't do that while you're in bankruptcy. Plus, you have a mid-construction project here. I just don't do mid-construction. I walked into this house and I said, my, oh my, oh my, you have a lot of big problems here. Big problem means what? Big opportunity. You know, it took one, two, three different strategies to solve this guy's problem. I solved the problem. I got the check. My competition was a bunch of one-trick ponies. Most of my competitors are a bunch of one-trick ponies. 30,000 books and tapes and seminars out there teach people how to be one-trick ponies. One-trick ponies are annoying. They get in the way at times, but they don't last long. Guys, if you think you're going to find pretty houses at big discounts just waiting for you, hanging off of trees out there, yeah, you're smoking crack, okay? This is what opportunity looks like. A big bundle of problems with a nice pretty bow around it. I want a house where half the house burned down. I want a house that has mold. I want a house that was flooded. I want a house where a meth lab exploded in the garage. I want a house where someone was murdered in the living room. Oh, man, you can make a killing on a murder house. I'm serious. I own one. How do you make a killing on a murder house? How much does it cost, do you think, to buy a murder house? 20 cents on the dollar. And you know what everybody says when they look at that house? They say, that's a murder house. And a year later, everybody walking by that house, they point at that house, something bad happened at that house. A couple years later, they're pointing at that house. Somewhere around here, something bad happened. About five years later, what do they say when they look at that house? How much? It's called a stigma. Stigmas go away. Somebody gets shot in a bar, it's a crime scene. You know what it is a couple of years later? A tourist attraction. Yeah. And there's all kinds of stigmas. Like Houston, flat, a third of Texas drains through Houston, floods all the time, all kinds of crazy things going on with the weather and the economy, right, which creates all kinds of stigmas that come and go, right? And, and people see problems as, as, as problems. Investors, entrepreneurs see problems as opportunities. 
We run towards the problems. So I'll tell you another story. One of my students recently bought one of those $150,000 Teslas, paid cash for it, and he calls it his air car, air car, H-E-I-R, air car. Yeah, somebody died without a will. You all know that two out of three people don't have a will, but they did have 42 heirs. And everybody said, no way, man, no way. You're going to get 42 people to agree on something, big problem. Well, he rolled up his sleeves and it took a little effort, but eventually he got 42 people to agree. The little bit of something is a whole lot better than a whole lot of nothing. Now he's driving around in a $150,000 air car. You know, you can get a list of everybody that died that never will. Did you know that? Yeah. Problems are opportunities, big problems, big opportunities. So we do marketing to find the people with the problems. And then we help them solve the problems using the different strategies. So let's teach you a couple strategies. The first strategy I'm going to teach you today is wholesaling. The easiest one to teach, I'll just teach you right now. How does this work? You simply find a property and get it under contract. How much money does it cost to get a property under contract? Nothing. Can we all afford that? Yes, I think so. Now, after we get it under contract, we're going to, instead of buying the property, we're going to actually sell the contract to another investor in exchange for a fee. How much is the fee? Five hundred to five thousand on a small deal, ten to twenty-five thousand on an average deal, twenty-five thousand dollars or more on a big deal. And this, my friends, is a no money and no risk strategy. I've actually discovered it's really hard to lose money when you're not actually spending or investing any money. Right? And this is one of the nine strategies that falls under that category. So the way I like to teach is I always teach theory and then I teach example. Like when you come to the workshop, I'm probably going to go through about a hundred different stories, case studies, uh, because everything's theoretical until it becomes real, right? And so I like to teach through case studies. So I'll give you an example of wholesaling. This is Kimberly. She's sat in the same chairs you guys are sitting in, came to the workshop. She had to pay for the workshop, but she came to the workshop and then she went out and did her first deal. And she told me about the deal after it went down. So I'll share the story with you. So she's in the car with her mom. And her mom's like, Kim, where are we going? Oh, well, mom, we're going to get a house under contract. <gasps> what? Kim, are you crazy? What are you talking about? You just graduated from college. You don't have any money. You don't have any credit. You don't even have a job. What do you mean you're getting a house under contract? Don't worry, mom. I know what I'm doing. So Kim's mom watched Kim walk into this house and offer the seller $265,000 cash for his house. And he signed a contract. Now, obviously, he was a motivated seller. Obviously, they talked on the phone ahead of time. Kim then took that contract and she posted it out to this network. I told you before, multiple times a day, thousands and thousands and thousands of times over the last decade, the members of this community post their deals, contracts, offers, questions, referrals, resources back and forth over the network. So Kim posted this deal out to the network and guess what? Several other investor members of this network wanted to buy that deal, that contract from Kim. And one of the other members of the RIA paid Kim $17,000 for a contract. So Kim just sold her contract to another member of the RIA for $17,000. So now Kim is a believer. Well, actually, Kim was a believer. Now Kim's mom is a believer. So what would Kim have done with the contract had nobody been interested, wanted to buy her contract? Then what would she have done with the contract? Ripped it up, walked away, no harm, no foul. But she didn't need to, did she? So then who bought the contract? Another member of the RIA by the name of Tatiana. So let me tell you about Tatiana. Tatiana uh, paid Kim $17,000, negotiated and paid Kim $17,000 for the contract. 
It then became Tatiana's contract. Little crossed Kim's name out as a buyer, wrote her name, or really her company's name in as a buyer for $17,000. Right? It then became Tatiana's contract. Tatiana then went ahead and bought the property for $265,000 cash. She had the cash. She kept it as a month-to-month -month rental for six months. After the tenants moved out, she did a renovation, small addition, and then she sold it after owning it for 12 months. And when she sold it, she made nearly $100,000 of net profit that she only had to pay long-term capital gains taxes, no income taxes. Do you think Tatiana was pretty happy that Kim found that deal for her? What do you think? Yeah. So let's see what we got here. Let's do a little poll of the audience. By a show of hands, how many of you are cash buyers? Wave your hand around if you're a cash buyer. All right, let me ask a different question. Um, how much cash do you have to have to make a cash offer? Zero. Okay, well then, how much cash do you actually have to have to then be a cash buyer? Zero. You don't have to have any cash to make a cash offer. You don't have to have any cash to be a cash buyer. You just need to know people with cash. So let me ask you guys another question. Does anybody here know somebody that you could call if you've got a smoking hot deal to buy a property for a big discount for cash? Does anybody know such a person? For example, who? Yeah, what do you think I'm doing up here? Over here, guys, over here. Please remember. Yeah, and, and in fairness, and in fairness, there's hundreds of guys just like me right out on that network that would be pleased as punch if you guys got out there, got some properties under contract, just pitch them back to the group. That's why we want you. That's why we need you. That's why we'll even train you on how to be educated and contributing members of this community. But I can see I have my work cut out for me, don't I? because we have some self-limiting beliefs. So let me try this one again. By a show of hands, how many of you are cash buyers? Oh, fantastic. Love talking to a room full of cash buyers. <laughs> if you tell people you're a cash buyer, people that need to sell their house fast for cash at discounts will, will, will sign contracts with you. That's, that's part of the trick. You understand that. You don't have to have any cash to do this. If you can't find somebody to buy the contract, you rip it up, you renegotiate. There's many different options and no risk. If you can do something that has many ways to make money and no ways to lose money, you do that a lot. That's, that's called scaling it up, right? And the network, this RIA instantly puts people with cash in connection with people with off-market wholesale deals. Instantly put people with deals, contracts, in connection with the people with cash. Welcome to the wholesale marketplace. Okay, our next strategy is a bit more complicated and a bit more interesting. It is called buying a property subject to the mortgage. I'll take the questions at the end if you don't mind. Uh, buying a property subject to the, this is buying real estate even with no money and no credit. I am a nationally recognized expert at teaching this strategy. I might possibly be the national expert but I'm certainly a widely recognized expert who's literally taught tens of thousands of people how to do this. And now I'm going to teach you how to do this. How does this work? And what does this mean? If you ever heard of this, there's probably a pretty good chance whoever told you about it learned it from me or learned it from somebody who learned it from me. So how does this work? How does buying real estate work? When somebody buys real estate, what do they do? They go to a title company, they sign a stack of documents. Most of the documents are disclaimers and disclosures, but there's two documents that get signed at the closing that actually make the transaction happen. The two documents that actually make the transaction happen are the deed and the note. The deed and the note. Notice these are two completely separate documents. 
Who's never, whose ever name goes on the deed, that's who owns the house. That's how you transfer ownership. Whose ever name goes on the note, that's who's responsible for the mortgage. That's how you assign debt, a deed and a note. Now, normally it's the same guy. Guy buys a house, his name is on the deed, his name is on the note, he owns a house, and he's responsible for the mortgage. That's normal. He moves into the house, it's his house. All the rights and privileges, responsibilities, and benefits of home ownership, they all go to him, it's his house. At the end of the month, he gets a statement from the bank, says you owe us $1,000 for your mortgage, writes the bank a check for $1,000. Bank gets a check, they cash the check, bank's happy, he's happy, everybody's happy, that's how it works. And then the guy goes on to get married. And well, you know, Texas is a community property state, so when the guy gets married, the wife is added to the deed. Now there's two names on the deed. Look at the tax records, there's two names, his and hers. But his name is still the only name on the note. Just because somebody's taken on or off the deed, that does not in any way, shape, or form affect the note. And then time goes on and things don't work out, and they get a divorce. And in their situation, the wife gets the house in the divorce. So now something kind of interesting has happened. Now her name is the only name left on the deed, but his name is still the only name on the note. So the question is, as long as he keeps sending a check to the bank every month, or she starts sending a check to the bank every month, or a tenant or a property manager, a neighbor, investor, friend, or family member, or somebody sends a bank a check every month, the question is, does a bank care who wrote the check? No, there's some dude at the bank. Opening envelopes, like, oh, we got a check. It came on time for the right amount. It cleared. We're good. So if you're all listening to my story so far, I just told you all a story about a woman, about a spouse, about a person that was able to acquire real estate, even with no money and no credit. There it is. How to acquire real estate with no money and no credit. All right. Here's the really, really good part. You can all do exactly the same thing, and you don't have to get married to do it. <laughs> Because here's the deal. Anybody, anybody, any of you, anybody can go up to any homeowner that has any loan, any mortgage from any lender on any house at any time, and you can make them an offer. And the offer any of you can make with any homeowner that has any loan, any mortgage from any lender on any house at any time is this. Here's the offer. I will make the payments on your mortgage for you going forward. Or I will find somebody to make the payments on your mortgage for you going forward. What's the catch? The catch is you simply have to hand the deed which is ownership of the property to me. It's called buying a property subject to the existing mortgage. And you can do this with any homeowner that has any mortgage, any loan from any lender on any house at any time. And the only person on the planet that has to agree to this transaction is the person whose name is on the deed, not the bank. The bank has no say in this transaction. Federally regulated, 1980 could do Garden St. Germain Act. Anybody can transfer their deed to anybody they want. Anybody can pay somebody else's mortgage if they want to. So if you're listening to me closely, here's what you just heard me say. You can buy any house in Texas from any homeowner in Texas that has any loan from any lender, and you can buy that person's house at any time, and you can even buy that person's house even with no money and even with no credit by simply offering to take over the payment on their mortgage, or even offering to find somebody else to take over the payment on the mortgage in exchange for them simply handing the deed, which is ownership of the property to you. And once you learn how to buy real estate with no money and with no credit, then how many houses can you buy? All of them. Look, when somebody's in financial distress, somebody's in financial distress, they got a house or they got a mortgage. Is the house the problem or is the mortgage the problem? Owning a house is never a problem. 
being responsible for a mortgage when you're in financial distress, that could be a big problem. If you solve the big problem by taking over the payment or finding somebody to take over the payments in exchange for solving the big problem, you ask them to transfer, hand the deed, transfer the deed, which is ownership of the property you do. So it's simply agreeing to pay somebody else's mortgage in exchange for the deed. Now, once somebody hands you their deed, guess what? You now own the property and you can do whatever you want with it. You can renovate it, retail, sell it to somebody else. You can wrap it, you can assign it, you can keep it as a rental property. You can even keep it as your own homestead if you'd like. I've helped many of my friends here in Texas buy their very own homestead with this little or no money, no credit needed strategy. How much money can you make? Well, there's a lot of ways to make a lot of money when you learn how to buy houses with no money and no credit. Small flip is kind of at the very bottom of the scale, at least $10,000, typically a lot more. And this is another little or no money, little or no risk strategy. Let me walk you through an example of a deal. This is one of the $30 million worth of houses that I own here in Texas. And I said earlier, man, if I wanted to buy $30 million worth of houses traditionally, I'd have to put down 20% every time I bought a house. I'd have to be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire just to become a millionaire. Well, I wasn't a millionaire when I was sitting in these chairs and learning how to invest in real estate. So how was I able to acquire $30 million worth of houses most of them were purchased using exactly this strategy, including this house. So let me tell you about this house. A woman owned a house worth 150,000. She owed 110,000 on her mortgage. So this house has $40,000 of equity. She had the house rented out for $1,600 a month rent. The mortgage payment, including tax insurance, is $1,100 a month. So this house is generating $500 a month of gross cash flow. Should have, could have, would have been a perfect rental property, except for one major problem. This woman had lost her job. She was continuing to collect the rent because she was living off of the rent, but she had stopped paying the mortgage. Four days before the first Tuesday of the month, when the bank was going to foreclose on her, I knocked on her door. Hello, can I help you? I am here to help you. But what can you do? There's no time. They're going to foreclose on me. How can you help? They're going to foreclose on me. There's no time. What can you do? How can you help? Here's what I can do. I can stop the foreclosure. I can reinstate your loan. I can catch up your mortgage payments. I can make your mortgage payments for you going forward. I can even repair all your credit. Well, that's amazing. What's the catch? You simply have to hand the deed, which is ownership of the property to me. And she said, deal. Why in the world did she say deal? Because in four days, she's losing the house. But she wasn't just going to lose the house. That was a done deal. But she wasn't just going to lose the house. She was also going to get a little bonus to go along with it. A bonus that she didn't want. A bonus that nobody wants. A bonus called a foreclosure. And this is what I told her. You don't want a foreclosure. People think, oh, when they foreclose, that's the end of it. No, it's not the end. It's the beginning of a 10-year nightmare that starts with the sheriff and his deputies dragging you and your family and all your possessions to the curb in front of your friends and neighbors. It's 10 years of dealing with the IRS, potentially garnishing your wages to collect on a 1099 that could be issued against you for up to the full value of the loan. It's 10 years of having the lender potentially file a deficiency judgment lawsuit against you for up to the full value of the home. It's 10 years of dealing with creditors calling you, hounding you day and night to collect on the judgment from the lawsuit. It's 10 years of not being able to buy another home, not being able to buy a car, not being able to get a credit card, not being able to open certain bank accounts or even rent certain apartments or even get certain jobs. In other words, it's a bullet 
to the head, and nobody wants all that. And I stopped all of that from happening to her, and she was thrilled. And the bank was thrilled. They didn't want the house back. They just wanted their money, so I gave them their money. And the tenants were thrilled. They didn't want to get kicked out of the house. They just wanted to keep renting the house, so I let them keep renting it for me. But mostly, I was thrilled. Because for $4,500, which is what it cost me to reinstate that loan, I now own this beautiful $150,000 house. It came with a loan, came with $40,000 of equity, all mine. Came with tenants, paying me $1,600 a month rent. After I paid Bank of America $1,100, I put $500 back in my pocket. And if you think that's cool, my wife and I own 10 I'm sorry, $30 million worth of these properties. Some of them took small amounts of money like this. Honestly, most of them took more money than this, but that being said, some of them took absolutely no money at all. So how many of you would like me to walk you step by step by step through how to do this deal? Yeah? All right, we're all out of time. Sorry, that was a little obnoxious, was it? We're almost out of time. We're almost out of time, so we've got to finish up. But, but I'm going to finish this. I love this, so I'm going to finish this. Uh, I do love this deal and this strategy, but I'll bet you haven't figured out why I love this so much. Some of you are like, oh, you're making 500 a month. Yeah, that's not it. $500 is not going to affect my life or my lifestyle at all. What I love about this is by doing this over and over and over again over the last 20 years, my wife and I were able to accumulate a portfolio that's now worth $30 million. In fact, just over the last couple of years, that portfolio went up in value by more than 30%. It was a good period of appreciation. In other words, just over the last couple of years, we became more than $10 million richer from having done this thing over and over again. This thing that took little or no money and no credit. Yeah, that's what I love about this. And, and I'll tell you, I just, I just bought my dream house. I became $10 million richer. I'm not trying to brag, but it was a life accomplishment of mine. And we just bought a $10 million property on Lake Austin in beautiful downtown Austin, one of the nicest properties on the most premier neighborhood in the most premier part of Austin, Austin Texas. And I was able to do that because of this. So any of you are thinking, like, should I become a real estate investor? This is what happens if you actually roll up your sleeves and do this. Uh, when I bought that property, it was the single most expensive, although I got it at a discount, uh, but nicest property sold that month uh, in all of Austin, which is arguably the most expensive real estate in Texas. Uh, but that came from doing this. Uh, and I realized, you know, after doing this for several years, this is the strategy that can allow anybody to become a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, right? And, and when I realized the wealth potential of this, I actually made one additional tweak to the strategy. What are you looking for? <laughs> I actually made one additional tweak to the strategy. I no longer buy these houses in my name. Uh, in fact, I no longer buy these houses in my company's name. Now when I buy these houses, I prefer to buy them in my IRA. How many of you are aware that you could do this transaction with your IRA? Okay, for the rest of you, you know you can do this transaction with your IRA. In fact, one of the co-sponsors of the Texas RIAs is a company based right here in Houston, Quest Trust IRA. Come to the workshop, they'll set it up so you can do this with your IRA. So what happens when my IRA does this deal? My IRA puts out the $4,500 reinstatement fee to the bank, and the deed title ownership of the property transfers to my IRA. Every month, the property manager deposits $1,600 of rent, into my IRA, 
Every month, the IRA automatically issues a check for $1,100 back to the bank to pay the mortgage, and $500 rolls back into the IRA. But that's not the good part. So then what's the good part? Over the next 25 years, this property will double in value, and it will double a second time. And even at very conservative appreciation rates, it'll almost double a third time. Something interesting happens to the mortgage on this property over the next 25 years. What happens to the mortgage? It's completely paid off by the tenants. Thank you very much, tenants. In other words, every time my IRA does this deal, my IRA ultimately ends up owning an asset worth about a million bucks that by then I own free and clear. And because my IRA, by the way, is also a Roth IRA, when I sell this asset in retirement, 100% of the proceeds are tax-free. Did you just see what I did? I just showed you how to turn a $4,500 IRA into $1 million tax-free doing one deal one time. Helping a woman out of a horrible situation, helping tenants stay in a property they wanted to stay in, helping a bank not take a property back they didn't want back, all that just doing it once. The average retired person at the age of 65 has a net worth of $62,000. It's pathetic, terrifying. If you just did this one deal one time in your life, you'd be 25 times richer than the average retired person just doing it once. But I'll tell you something else I've observed. I've never seen somebody do this deal once. 95% of the people will never do this deal. And 100% of the people that do it once, then what do they do? Then they do it again. And then what do they do? And then they do it again and again and again. And like 20 years later, they're standing in front of a room full of people talking about all the times they did it. So one last time, how many of you would like me to walk you step-by-step-by-step by step by step through how to do this deal? Okay, I'm going to walk you step-by-step-by-step by step by step through how to find this property, how to get it under contract, which contract to use, which attorney and title company to close it at, and how to go through each operational step to do this. So I'm going to walk you step-by-step-by-step by step by step how to do all of that. But it's going to take about three days, so we're going to have to finish at the workshop. And obviously that's pretty cool, but it's just one of the 12 strategies. You're going to like the other ones just as much. All 65 market methods to close I just taught you your first close. That was literally called the atomic bomb close. Those were literally the words I said to that woman. She literally handed me her deed and said, thank you. I mean, think about that. You say magic words, somebody hands you a deed. I didn't even have to pay her money. Right? I just had to reinstate the loan for $4,500. It was an incredible deal, and she was thankful because I got her out of a horrible situation. Those are the closes. Learn how to partner. Great ways to get started. Learn how to access private money, uh, faster, cheaper, better. Thousands, and I mean thousands, of people got started this workshop. This is Texans, teaching Texans how to invest in Texas. So come and join us, and if you register before we leave, you can come for free. Uh, and uh, you get it with the starter kit. So the starter kit, by the way, when you register, there's a bunch of goodies in the starter kit. You get a training program. You get to come to the workshop. There's a Texas Money Resource Guide. There's even a little business plan generator. You fill a little survey, and you push a button. It's going to spit out a business plan customized for you. Everybody's different. Some of you are just starting. Some of you already started. Some of you want to do full-time, part-time, active, passive. Some of you have money. Some of you don't have money. Depending on your situation and your goals, you fill out a little survey. It'll push out a business plan. Do you come to the workshop? I'll teach you how to implement the plan. And then the last step of registering for the workshop is you get invited to join the online group. It's a private moderated Facebook group just for real estate, just for us. Uh, so go all the way to the end and join that group. That's how you can interact with me and all the other members. 
Uh, you can come live online, pick the date and, and location that works best for you. So let's do a quick poll of the audience. How many of you would like to come live? Who wants to come live and in person? How many of you want to attend online? Who wants to attend online? Okay, a few of you over there want to attend online. Nobody on this side wants to. How many don't want to attend? Anybody not want to attend? <laughs> All right, doing pretty well. Okay. So, um, and also, uh, I mentioned the uh, August event. Very, very special for you, those of you interested in commercial. Highly recommend uh, that you come to that. And if you register for the uh, August event, uh, you can actually get upgraded to VIP for the residential event. So, I'll put the code up one more time. I think by now everybody got it. Uh, but just to repeat again, for the commercial event, it is paid, so you have to pay to attend it. It's $9.98, but if you register right now using the discount code, uh, you get two things. One, it bumps your price down to $1.98, and number two, it will upgrade you to VIP for the residential event. So that's pretty cool. You get two workshops for the price of one, and it's definitely in the right order as well. Residential, commercial. Residential is for getting started. Commercial is taking you to the next step. Uh, so if you want to do both, I recommend that. Just write down that VIP REIA code, and, and that's how you get the discount. Um, so uh, I'm going to answer a couple of questions, uh, but I also want to do a little housekeeping here. People ask me all the time, can I get copies of your presentation? Uh, sure, no problem. Uh, we're online. Join our Facebook group. Join our Instagram group. Just look for Texas Rias. We also have a YouTube channel with hundreds of videos. Please subscribe. Uh, I think I gave the details of the starter kit. Also give you some event details. The event is three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 24 hours spread out over three days. But the way we're going to do it is we're going to go late Friday, late Saturday, early Sunday. So we're going to do 24 hours over three days. But like Friday, Saturday, we may go, I don't even know, until 7.30, 8 o'clock, who knows, right? Um, it really depends kind of on you and your questions and how everything's going. Uh, and I'm going to do something also really cool. On Friday, I'm literally going to call some people up in the middle of the workshop. We're going to do a prompt, an, an impromptu, we're going to do a property tour. I'm going to have people show you their deals. People are going to be walking through houses, you know, with their phones. They're going to show you how they found the deal, negotiated the deal, financed the deal, exit strategies, money they made. Great way to learn. You can ask questions, learn from case studies is a great way to learn. And I'm going to tell you, I guarantee, I don't even know who's going to be on the tour yet, but I guarantee some of these people will be millionaires directly or multimillionaires directly as a result of having come to a prior workshop. So talk about a life-changing thing. Uh, I'm going to be doing the presenting. I will start at 9 a.m. sharp. I want you to get there at 8.30 because between 8.30 and 9, we're going to answer questions, do some case studies. I'm going to start talking at 9. We're going to go right through until, I don't know how long it'll be, you know, 7.30 at night or whatever, Friday, Saturday, and then we'll end early on Sunday. Bring a notepad. Be prepared to fill the entire notepad with notes. Uh, and, you know, I want you to show up. I want you to ask questions. I want you to interact. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm literally here to change your life. So if you're looking for entertainment, my suggestion is just watch Netflix for the mar marathon for the weekend. Okay? You want to change your trajectory? I mean, really change your trajectory. Show up, take notes, ask questions, interact, and I'll help you put together a plan unique to you that will li literally change your trajectory. Uh, a few questions, how much experience do I need to do this? 75% of the people that come to the workshop are brand new rookies and have never done anything. 25% are experienced investors that come to learn some of the advanced strategies that only we teach. Can I bring my significant other? Highly recommend that you do. Drag them by force if necessary. And the reason I always say that is, look, I'm going to make it fun. I promise I will make it fun. I'll entertain and educate them. 
But here's the other reason you really want to bring your significant other. I've just, I've done this for a long time. People come to my workshop. I teach them how to flip a house. They go get a house under contract. They go home and say, honey, we're buying a house. Now, how do you think that goes? <laughs> it's not going to go well. Trust me. You will be much better off if you drag your significant I will make it fun for them. I've had endless examples of people who weren't even interested in real estate. And they, their life changed uh, from coming to this. So I'll, I'll tell you a little story, like Olivia told her her story. She actually came to this, this uh, uh, re meeting. She was actually on a date. She wasn't even interested in real estate. She was literally on a date. And literally, she came up to me, oh, this is not for me. I'm not ready for any of this, right? It completely changed your life. So drag them. I will make it interesting. And don't be surprised if they actually pick up the ball and run with it. Uh, how do I know this is the real deal? My best advice is always to not ask me. Ask people that have actually done it. I do something else unique. Everybody that comes to my, my training, I invite them to give me a feedback. Handwritten feedback form. You can't, you can't trust things online. Don't trust anything you see on the internet. So I actually have everybody give me a handwritten feedback form. We scan every single feedback form, and we post them on the internet for the whole world to see. Why would I do that? Thousands of them. Go look for yourself, and I'll tell you what you're going to see. 99 out of 100 all say the same thing. Oh, my God, this was literally a life-changing experience, right? And if you don't believe me, go look at thousands of handwritten reviews. You can't fake that. Uh, where do I get my tickets? You register for the workshop. It'll put it right into your calendar for you. Uh, what if I want even more help at the end of the registration process? You join the online group. That's how you can interact on an ongoing basis. So that is it. I think I went through all the stuff in the, uh, in the starter kit. I do want to um, end our uh, broadcast right now for you guys online. We're going to stop the broadcast. Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.